Hello there. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Hello there. Welcome to a podcast about Star Wars Shadowpoint and the Star Wars universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, joined by my co-host, Amon Kusro. How are we doing today, Amon, in the new year? We're doing great. Happy New Year, Jesse. I hope you had a wonderful time with your family. I'm glad you were safe. I had a bit of a fun time myself. I went to one of my wife's childhood friend's house for New Year's. Just lived down the street, and we're not really big on going out super late and do all that like we used to do back in the day, right? So... I think for us, we were like, house party sounds great. We love house parties. And then we were like the only people who weren't her family there, which was fun. Yeah. But it was like very Latin. And we did some awesome like Latin traditions. There was karaoke. I did my best to sing in Spanish. That was fun. And there's this thing that you do where you eat 12 grapes, 12 seconds before the new year. Some people do like a minute, but we did 12 seconds and that's so fascinating. That's awesome. Me and my wife are like mouthful of grapes, New Year's kiss, still eating grapes. It's pretty funny. It was a good time. That's great. Yeah. New Year's is really big with my family. This year we did not do anything because I had my daughter and bedtime and sickness and all that stuff, you know, but it's an exciting time of the year. Now it's my birthday. So we're right in that. Yeah. We've got a big year ahead of us for Star Wars Shatterpoint. And we thought today would be a fun time to start discussing what this year is going to bring for the community at large, and hopefully for us on Hello There, as we try to, to travel to all these major events and cover this stuff for you guys and meet all you guys that we can, right? And I think the first major event of the year, Amon, after LVO, because LVO, of course, is in a couple of weeks very soon, and you and I both are not going for various reasons, but also Shatterpoint this year is just a fun after hours event at LVO this year. It does not have a fully fledged thing. I would declare that Shatterpoint's not on that level with LVO this year, but I could totally see it being next year, right? So it seems like Adepticon is the first major multi-day event for Star Wars Shatterpoint. Yeah, it's super exciting. And I just want to note as to why we won't be there. I returned from my honeymoon to New Zealand on the 22nd, which is the last day of LVO. In fact, the day after LVO. So trust me when I tell you this, listeners, there was a conversation that was had between my wife in terms of (laughs) perhaps shifting the dates a little bit. And as I'm sure you all fully understand, I lost that battle quite handedly. So there can't complain. I'm going to New Zealand, down under, or adjacent at least. It's the furthest I've ever been away from home, and I'm super excited. Love it. Yeah. And Amon not going sealed the deal for me because I was already, it was already a a financial hoop to jump through. I didn't think I could make after Denmark and preparing for Adepticon. And this kind of solidified it where it's okay, let's just prepare for Adepticon. Let's save money, get ready for that. And, you know, LVO is just tough in general, in my opinion, Mon, because it's right after the holidays, right? So, especially if you have kids like I do. So, it's there's just a lot of things you got to get in motion. So, definitely hoping to get that next year. But that does make Adepticon the next premier event for us on the horizon for Shatterpoint. And they have the event revealed now for Adepticon. And we're going to talk about that here shortly today and some that we're excited about. And we're going to try to talk about these events and what they look like and give you a picture to see if you're interested in going to Adepticon this year. And also, what we might be getting our eyes on. But, but real quick, we have some people to thank. Hello there is affiliated with Mr. Laser at mr-laser.square.site. You can always use the code hello there 5 to get 5% off his already discounted rate. And hello there is also affiliated with Imperial Terrain, the number one 
Star Wars terrain STLs out there for your Star Wars gaming needs. Use the code HelloThere5 to get 5% off. Hello There is supported by our patrons, and our patrons support us at patreon.com slash hellotherecast. If you're interested in joining our private Discord community, joining our Hello There leagues, and having some great conversation in a safe space that's a lot of fun, full of enthusiasts, and a great place to get pick up and practice games as well, definitely check us out. Joining our Patreon also gives you episode two, depending on your level, of course. Access to our Candid Cantina feed. These are our bonus episodes where we try to get one to two out a month. And these range in length and time. Yeah. Shortest one we've done is a little over an hour. We've also done like a two and a half hour Candid Cantina. And this covers the whole gamut of Star Wars, the lore, our feelings. We take fun quizzes, talk about some media. We also talk about things that are non-Star Wars related as well. So if you enjoy the camaraderie that Jesse and I have on the main feed, trust me when I tell you it gets a lot better in a less formal setting. And we've even had some people say it's their favorite podcast to listen to, our Candid Cantina, which is a bonus feed, which I think is wild, which just goes to show our chemistry as co-hosts. Absolutely. And how open and transparent and fun that feed is. And also that feeds, we're going to expand a lot this year because obviously me and Amon are going to try to get some in-person hangs and gaming in, especially through the Shatterpoint competitive lens and casual lens both. And so, yeah, we're going to be covering a lot of that on that feed as well. After dark type content where it's like possibly, oh, this is the end of a day at an event. Could we record something, right? Things like that. So definitely check that out. And we got to take this time to thank our producers, Bounty Hunter Brady, and our ultimate producers, Sithenberg Kevin, Grandmaster Griffin, and Daimyo Matt. Thank you so much, producer team. Absolutely. Love you guys. Love how engaged you are with our community. Great players as well. So big fan. Absolutely. Thanks for supporting us through the holidays and into the new year. That's right. Well, Amon, let's get right into this news of all these Shatterpoint events at Adepticon 2024. Let's do it. So an easy way, if you happen to be at your computer or on your phone and you would like to follow along, go to Adepticon.com or just Google search, Yahoo search, whatever you use, hopefully Google, Adepticon, and go to their events page under event info. And then from there, click on category, click on Shatterpoint. And you'll find all of the events available for Star Wars Shatterpoint from March 21st all the way to March 24th. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of gaming. Let's start there. Incredible. Four days of Shatterpoint if you want it. I'm telling you right now, I want it. I'm trying to get that goal due to time and you know travel. We'll see. But four days I'm on of stuff I can plan for Shatterpoint is absolutely amazing. And I think there's worthwhile stuff on every day. There is worthwhile stuff every day. And what I really appreciate about what Atomic Mass Games does when it comes to these cons, and I feel like they endorse Adepticon and Gen Con pretty heavily. And last year, they were the premier sponsor for Adepticon, which was crazy to think about, right? That the studio has grown so much and has seen so much success. So congratulations again to AMG. But what I really do enjoy is that they have some fun with their events. They realize and understand that we're at a convention. And while there is a standard way to play games, there can be fun convention exclusive style events as well, which is really exciting to me. Unfortunately, when we talk about some of these specific events right now, and we'll update you when the packets do get updated, the event information just talks about showdown event packet. So it is a little bit less on the information perhaps that we would like, but at the end of the day, the goal here is to inform on this first event on March 21st is Adepticon Presents Star Wars Shatterpoint 
Frenemies. That's right. And this is something we don't have the packet on yet. And I'm one of the things I'm most interested to see the packet. But basically it says, try out this new play variant where we embrace the phrase, the enemy of your enemy is your friend. When building your strike team, your two squads must each be composed of two different tags from the frenemies document. More information about list building can be found in the event packet coming soon. But it will be using the showdown rules. And uh, will be based on attendance, but it's a Swiss cut and with a top four. And yeah, it's just going to be a unique list building format, Amon. And you're going to have to follow these rules in order to play this. I do think this will be really fun if you get to be able to creative with your list building. If there's some sort of requirement where it's like you have to have clones and droids in a list or et cetera, right? I'm really look, looking forward to what that looks like and who can take this event with that. But um, it's a 32-player event. Like it, it's a full-in thing, you know? for a fun event like this. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I mean, I think, you know, you just pick two squads, must each be composed of two different tags from the document. So looking forward to seeing what that document details, as you've mentioned, but off the top of my head, I think you can just play like what we call in the community good stuff list. Probably probably do fairly well. You could take one list that is a great Mandalorian package, perhaps one list with a great, gosh, separatist or Republic package. It sounds like they're going to be a little bit more thematic because the frenemies are quite particular in the Star Wars mythos and frenemies are often in the same tag, if not in varying tags. So I imagine off the rip, it'll be one in Darth Maul. Not sure if they're frenemies per se, but yes, that is branding for sure. Some of our favorites, but it would be cool to see maybe Dooku and Anakin or Padme and Dooku, like crazy stuff, right? Pretty exciting. No, absolutely. And I'm hoping it's not just like normal game. You can just bring good stuff and and win. You know, it's like, oh, like Vader and then a light side primary and just win. Right. I'm hoping there's options that are restricting. I hope there's like ways that make this really interesting. And I think that will be the case because I've seen AMG stuff with MCP around this format, this type of thing where they limit features or, or you share models and things like that. So, yeah, time will tell. But I think this will probably be the premiere event of this day, right, Amon? It is. And one thing I want to point out very quickly is that there is an AMG prize wall. Yes, please talk about this. Yeah. And the prize wall is super exciting because it's going to have prizes such as promo cards and dice and unique bits of bobbles and gadgets that AMG oh, yeah. likes to do. Terrain. It's a ton of fun. Terrain even. Last year for Marvel Crisis Protocol, they awarded the Sorcerer Supreme Amulet, the Eye of Agamotto, to Love one of that. the players who did really well. So I imagine some really cool Star Wars memorabilia and things like that. Now for this particular event, and all events will award tickets, this event awards five tickets per round and one additional ticket per win. Now keep in mind when you're looking at the prize wall, there will be a variety of prizes. We haven't gotten into too much detail yet. They did mention that there will be several items on the prize wall for five tickets, such as promo cards and dice. Top-end prizes will be, however, 100 to 200-plus tickets. So not only is the incentive to play as many AMG events as you can, because, again, this is an AMG prize wall, yeah, but yeah. also you got to win. You got to win. You get more tickets for winning. But also, even if you lost all your games, let's say you played at this Frenemies event, the Swiss is three rounds, and there's a cut of two rounds. Let's say you lost three rounds. I mean, that's 15 tickets right off the gate. Uh, let's you say you something. won some of those rounds and made the cut right and yeah you're going to get something there and that's for all these events so like i'm on saying if you're playing every day thursday friday saturday sunday shout out to emperor kevin who i know is it's already been told to me 
you're going to have a lot of tickets by the end of the event. Maybe you could pick up something very cool in that prize wall. And yeah, I think if the Eye of Agamotto is something they gave out for Marvel, one can only hope and assume something cool for Star Wars universe, right? Absolutely. I'm quite excited. I definitely want to play in the Frenemy event as well as some of the other events leading up. Saturday and Sunday is tough because those are where some of the bigger events happen. So I am a little on the fence, much to the chagrin of Jesse as well as Emperor Kevin, who've both given me an earful. So we'll see what happens. I will put my faith in the Force because I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. Perfect. Let's close out this Thursday. I mentioned that this Frenemies event was the premier 32-person event of this day. Let's talk about the two other events and things they have going on. So one of them is the Shatterpoint, one with the Force League. And this is an event that runs all day, every day. So the way I'm picking up on this one, I'm on is that this is a individual player tournament. And it's got a unique deck of cards along with abilities that are unlocked for players to find themselves drawn to as they play through their side of the Force. But this event uses standard Shatterpoint list building restrictions. So what we're gathering from this one is that this is like a unique abilities unlock things. Time will tell on this, right? Yeah. So the whole idea from what I can gather is players will progress over the course of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So buying a ticket to this particular event, the one with the Force League, grants you access to all four days. And you'll be playing this every day. The event runs from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m except 4 p.m. on Sunday. And what this does is you don't have to participate in all the days. You can participate in some of the days, but you do have the option to do this every single day. And the idea here is that as you are finding your place with the Force and what alignment you seek, whether you are a light side user, a dark side user, one that leans light, one that leans dark, or find yourself somewhere in the realm of neutral, perhaps a gray Jedi or a gray Sith, even if that's a thing, you will get cards. And these cards are abilities that you can use in your Shatterpoint games. That's cool. So I imagine Force Lightning or perhaps Force Choke being a thing, maybe some defensive abilities or Force Heals. Sounds like it could be a really good time. Yeah, they did something with this with Marvel Crest Protocol very early on. And forgive us for mentioning MCP so much, but obviously that's what they're basing a lot of these events and and things off of, right? And it was very successful for MCP, these league-type things that they released at Depticon over the years. And one of them was in an Infinity War League where you got one-time or multiple-use gem abilities in the Marvel Universe, right, to use during games, one-shot abilities and stuff. So I imagine it might be something like that, Amon, like you said. And But also, too, maybe the more you put into this, the more abilities and stuff you'll unlock for your characters, right, which is seems really fun. But I like what you said up front. This is any day. It's when you can get pickup games. Think of this as not quite like j- jump in scrambles, but you know, it is like our TTS leagues we run where it's like games are set up. You can jump in on the day that works for you, right? And play those. And I don't know. I'm curious to see this one evolve and what it really looks like by the end. Absolutely. Now, circling back to the prize wall here, this is super exciting because this also awards you five tickets per round that you play. And this is an event where you can kind of drop in and out of and you get a maximum of five rounds per day. So remember, Because the event is running for 11 hours, there's going to be more than five rounds in the day in theory. So you can kind of maybe do this in the evenings or in the mornings, try to maximize your time. But if you play five rounds every day for four days, you're getting 100 tickets, which some of the top prizes will be 100 to 200 plus tickets, right? Perfectly said. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Honestly, like if you don't want to play any of the super competitive events, you could just play this all weekend, have a blast, 
get a ton of tickets doing so, if not maybe some of the most tickets in some ways, and do it on your schedule. So I think very rewarding to players of any level, right, of commitment, right, Amon? And I like what you said too. Let's say I don't make the top cut at the Frenemies event. I played my three rounds, but didn't make the top cut, so I don't get those last two rounds. Well, I can just slam two rounds of this league after that. Get some tickets, have some fun. Play some Ewoks. Play some Ewoks, and well, you could do well with Ewoks. You never know. That's Let's true, not. but I'm, I'm. This is the type of league that I'm like. This is a perfect thing to try brand new models, right? That's what That's I'm thinking. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Play with some stuff, have a good time, and just enjoy games in a fun thematic environment. Now, speaking of having fun, and, and Jesse mentioned multiple skill levels every single day as well. There is a Star Wars Shadow Point Learn to play. Now, perfect. Plan on these sessions lasting between sixty to ninety minutes. And groups will launch every hour between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. And what you'll do is you'll essentially learn how to play the game. And for joining one of these 16 to 90 minute sessions, you will receive five tickets to go to the prize wall. So learn to play the game, walk over to the prize wall, get some cool dice, get some promo cards. That's great. Also, you could bring your friends over that they were on the fence about Shatterpoint. They could not only learn how to play the game, but they get some tickets out of it. I think it's going to be very successful, Amon, because it's going to be going on every day. And yeah, perfect place to bring new players. Absolutely. And that wraps up Thursday, which that's a lot to do just for one game on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm definitely into it. Well, Jesse, why don't you take us into Friday? Absolutely. So let's start talking about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where the competition certainly ramps up, I think as intended, because more people, more people will be there. But let's talk about on Friday, the premier primary event is the Shatterpoint Team Premier Showdown. This is one that me and Amon have our eyes on. Join forces with your friend, loyal Padawan, Senator, Sith Master, or fellow clone, and journey to Tashi Station to fight over power converters and possible glory. Love that. You and your partner will play a series of 2v2 games using the modified Premier Strike Team construction rules. Prizes include awards for best team appearance. I'm very interested in that one. Team spirit, best team display, and all in addition to the standard slate of awards. Outstanding teams may even end up being selected for the prestigious Adepticon Army Showcase display on Saturday evening, where your combined hobby powers will be on display for all of Adepticon to see. That's also exciting. So there's going to be a paint competition as well with this, in a way. And then the rules of this one I'm on, we're still waiting on the packet, but it says each player brings two squads, and the four squads combined must adhere to the selection rules presented in the Premier Showdown rules. Each round, each member of the team will choose one of the squads to use, and no combination of squad pairing may be repeated throughout the tournament. Of course, there's tickets as well. So before we get into the tickets, there's just a lot of things here to digest. So first of all, I love the fact that there is a 2v2 format. I was very jealous that MCP got to do that last year. There are games that I play that I wish we could play competitive 2v2. And I think for a podcast that focuses on the camaraderie between two players, like what better moment to be able to play alongside one another and push you know, the the glory that we're trying to chase, if you will, per this paragraph and this blurb here to be quite exciting. So we are Jesse and I will definitely be playing in this event. We'll be joining forces and we will fight you in Tashi Station over that's, power converters and that's right. possible glory. Now glory is my middle name because I got a podcast called Path of Glory about another game, which we'll talk about towards the end here, but I'm excited. I like chasing that glory. I am a glory seeker. What I really also appreciate is it sounds like it's gonna be a ton of fun. Yeah, best team appearance seems very interesting. So I think I'm assuming 
That doesn't necessarily mean that we convert everything to look like they're on a team, although it could, but I just assume that means paint job. So does our team look better painted than yours? Yeah, I guess it could go adhere to a theme too, right? Like some players lean into certain color palettes that might do well. I also thought with this too, Iman, is maybe I'm, maybe I'm just taking this one step further, but I'm also thinking not only our minis, but our presentation of ourselves. If we come in Star Wars dress, which we're highly looking forward to doing, we might have a little bit of an advantage because we could lean into our Star Wars Shatterpoint alter egos if we want, you know, some Jedi and Sith action. And I'm very interested in that. Yes, you took For the reasons. words right out of my mouth. The team spirit event seems very, very exciting to me, and I'm very excited to potentially demonstrate our spirit in multiple ways, whether that's through focusing solely on hello there or tapping into Star Wars and, as Jesse mentioned, alter egos or maybe doing a mix of the two. Best team display also seems really exciting. So depending on the the document that we see here, I'm quite excited to see if we can find something strong and powerful yet also thematic which is quite exciting as well, because maybe we can make a cool display board as well. AMG, please give us details so we can begin our preparation. I love it. And I also love like getting the details of this from a rule standpoint, how that's fully going to work. We've seen how it worked in MCP in the past. So I imagine it might be similar, might be different. Yeah, we, had to, we have to adhere to list building rules too, right? So we'll see what that fully means by their document. Could we play General Kenobi and OB2 in our separate squads? So let's clarify that. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point, considering so, we have two Ahsokas as well. Yeah, I'm curious on some of that. Two Vaders, probably by the time this releases, including the caveat with Anakin. So that's really exciting. Ultimately, we may talk a little bit more strategy pre or post event, depending on how we're feeling. But the fact that we're both building or bringing two squads means that we're combining to create a premier list. So with that, there are some historic reference points that maybe we can select from. But for sure. Moving on to the prize wall here. Again, you get five tickets per round plus one additional ticket per win. Now, this is each team member. So if Jesse and I play wow. the first round and we win, our team gets 12 tickets, six and six apiece. Amazing. Now, again, very exciting. I'm glad that every event is awarding you to spend at the prize wall. So I'm hyped. Super hyped. Honestly, this is the event that I'm maybe not. It's like the top of my mind. I think it might be the most fun. And especially if we lean into the, the team spirit stuff and everything like that. I don't know. I, j I just have a feeling it might be the most fun of the event of the weekend. I know we've got the showdown event, which is this whole level of fun and exciting through it's a different, different lens. kind of fun. Different lens. Yeah. I, I always like these type of events that are like casual and fun and lighthearted, but still competitive, right? Case in point, years ago, I played in the Warfare Weekend team event. And, you know, round one, I played against Mike DeLuca's team, right? We were having a blast, 2v2. But at the same time, there was competitive plays being made. It was a mirror match. There was also cool stuff happening like that. And still to this day, I think that was some of the most fun I've had at any MCP tournament in my life was that team event. Well, I'm hoping to maybe emulate that with you, Jesse, and have some great Star Wars memories for yeah. sure. Yeah, the two minds thing is really fun too. Like the way to attack and play. And I think that works in our advantage because Jesse and I like to play games very differently. True. Though we've both seen success in multiple game systems, Jesse is more the path of the Jedi in that control. he likes to <laughs> control, have balance, patience. Whereas I I love attrition, though mm -hmm. I prefer counter attrition versus blind willy-nilly attrition. Though both can work fairly well. But I prefer to 
have a calculated risk when I go into attacks, which might be more tactile of me. One could say even perhaps leaning towards the dark side, but we shall see. Well, I feel like you just described the difference between attrition and, and aggression too. Quick aggression is like a Zerg rush, you know, but attrition is the whole game, just consistent damage and stuff coming through, right? It's different play styles for sure. Yeah. I think both play styles lend for us to be in control. We just like to control in different ways. <laughs> That's right. I try to roll less dice is my, is my state. The dice can be cruel, a cruel teacher, but that <laughs> aligns with the dark side. So, yep. And sometimes, you know, they make you look inward, which is great, you know, cause you're like, did I roll dice too much or less? Right. So, yeah. And it's very easy to blame dice. And so it's important to be able to recognize when you made the mistake and when variability, which you chose to lean into, yes, hurts you. Absolutely. Rounding out today's events, though, we also have the Learn to Play. Same yep. information as before. So let's move on to the 23rd, also known as Saturday. Yeah, Mon. So if you want to run us through this premier showdown day one, I think this is essentially the premier competitive event of the weekend, right? Especially on the Saturday. Because, Absolutely. Spoiler alert, the Sunday is the top cut of this event. That's right. So 64 players will get together and bring their best four squads to the Premier Showdown event. This uses all the Premier Showdown rules with rounds based on attendance. Swiss rounds will be played on Saturday with the top cut running on Sunday. As per usual, you do get that paywall, that prize wall ticket support. So same thing as usual, five tickets per round with the winner gaining an extra ticket. Not much to say on this one in particular, if I'm being completely transparent. Yeah. It's what we know. It's what we preach. It's what we play. I'm curious to see the spread, given the fact that by the time this event comes around, based on the information they've already shared, Luke will be playable. Vader 2 will be playable. Leia will be playable. And Chief Chirpa will be playable. So that's super exciting. And Plo. Took the words out of my mouth. Yes. Master Plo, out in the wild. Out in the wild. Though it will be a narrow window. It will be Valentine's Day to this Adepticon, which we haven't even said the dates of Adepticon yet, I'm on. Obviously, even picking up, you've been reading the, on the show itself, but the 21st through the 24th of March. So we've got a little bit of time to assemble and paint our models, but it is a narrow window for sure. One thing I will say is if you noticed, the Luke box comes out with Vader, I believe on the 18th of January. That is a Thursday, and that is the third week of the month. However, February. It comes on the 15th, which is also the third week of the month. So okay. maybe we can assume oh that my goodness. Adepticon is on the 21st. <laughs> there could be a release on March 14th, which is one the week. third Thursday. Which would be one week before. One week before. So if you can get your stuff, build it, and paint it, who knows? Maybe you can take some people unawares. That's super interesting. Absolutely. But yeah, like you said, Amon, there's not a ton to say. There will be a ton to say after this. We will have tons of data. Totally. We will have tons of battle reports. And I don't know. It's one of those things where this is Shatterpoint's first major large premiere event mm -hmm. since the game's launch, right? At this scale, at this big of a con. And like I said, shout out to the LVO event, which will be an after hours fun event, right? But this will be the first all day Saturday, all day Sunday type event thing, which we know are tied to these cons throughout the years, right? I agree. I'm very excited. Obviously, our goal is to do well. Mm -hmm. I think a great goal to set when you go to any big event is 
you know, be mindful of the fact that variance is a thing. There are elements out of your control. After the dice are rolled, you don't know how they're going to land. Before the event begins, you don't know what your opponent's going to bring, and you don't know who you're going to be paired up with. While you can kind of estimate more accurately later in the rounds, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Show up, play your best game, do your best way of playing the game cleanly. I'm really excited about in-person gaming because a lot of my Shatterpoint experience has been online. Now, I do appreciate the fact that we have this global community and we can play games with people from all over the world. However, I'm particularly excited because what drives me, what gets me going is playing competitive events in person. There's a social element of gaming that is just not truly mirrored online. And that's okay. There's pros and cons to both. You know, there's more margin of error in person versus perhaps online. However, regardless, I just like looking at my opponent's face when I play the game. Yeah. I just enjoy it. And I love trying to read them (laughs) because I think body language is something that a lot of people subconsciously do. And perhaps, you know, tracking their eye movement too. Like if they're just looking at one particular spot, I'll be like, why are they looking over there? Oh, there's that unit over there. Oh, that's what this unit can do. Maybe I should play, try to play around that or vice versa, right? So there's a lot of things that you can do in in in-person gaming, which I feel like I excel at. You know, I was told recently by a fellow Underworlds player after I won the World Championship that I'm on like, I think you're the best player I've seen play in person, but you're not consistent online. And I said, yeah, I just get bored online, but I also feel like I don't have, you feel that. Yeah. I get bored sometimes. I'm just staring at a screen and then I lose interest when my opponent takes too long, which helps with timed games, but still not as much as you'd think. But also I feel like I don't have all my tools. Yeah, for sure the body language also like reading your opponent aside i think just half of why i play miniatures games and a lot of us play miniatures games is it is so involved it is so physical it is tactile right it is very much like i'm standing up i'm looking down at the battlefield i'm looking at these elevations i'm looking at the ingress points i'm looking at where model models can move and if your player is good at those things judging ranges judging movement distances which are some of my strengths It's also very rewarding in person, too, because that stuff is a little bit more nuanced and fun, too, I think. Absolutely. I think the best way to summarize that, it's more stimulating, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're forced to stand. You're forced to reach over. You're forced to interact. Yeah. You know, you clarify your intent. And that just means your brain is more active. Your body is more active. It's a ton of fun, man. I'm so excited to play games in general in person just because... I live in a city that's quite large, and so it's just hard to meet up in general. But you're also at the mercy of what people in your community want to play. But now I know that if I sign up for a Star Wars Shatterpoint event, I will be joined by 63 other people who want to play this game in person. And that is reward enough for me. Yeah, you can't beat that. And that's you know a glowing review of LVO and Adepticon both. If you want to go and play games, these are the cons to go play games, right? You will get games. As many games as you want to get in, you will get them. So that's like a glowing endorsement, if anything, to me, if you want to play games. And yeah, this is the first major event I'm on that's in person. Like you said, we've had our TTS leagues and the Hello There League. We've had the World TTS Leagues, which I think we've gleaned a lot of awesome information. A lot of strong players have appeared out of those. But I'd love to play some of these players in the wild, in person, like you said, shake their hand, get to know them and have fun. Because also, I think at the end of the day, it's just much more fun playing in person. And I also have a closer relationship with my characters and models that I play, not only tactically, but thematically. I just do. I have so much more fun when you physically grab a Jedi and jump them up somewhere or a Sith, right? And you're doing all that. You're much more in tune with 
this hobby we love so much and this enjoyment we get out of it. And like you said, stimulating is a good word for that, for sure. Absolutely. Now, we're super excited, but just to touch on Sunday, you know, Jesse did mention that the top cut is on Sunday. This is a top cut for eight people. Again, players who play in this event get the same allocation of tickets as previous events. However, let's say you don't make the top eight, but you still want to play more Star Wars Shatterpoint. So you get to play in the Best Buds Shatterpoint event. Curious name, 32 player slot. This is interesting because you have to pick one of the event listed tags that every unit in your Star Wars Shatterpoint strike team must share. Mm. So you bring two squads and every single member of the squad has to have the same tag. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be more limiting, but in a cool way, probably in a thematic way, right? Because we're probably going to have a lot of Clone Wars battles going on, a lot of Republic versus Separatists. It's my first thought when I see this, things of that nature. So yeah, time will tell. I think it's very cool, Amon. And like you said, by then, in theory, we should have more Rebel boxes and maybe more Empire boxes. Maybe you could run all Rebels, right? Maybe you could run all Empire, right? If this, if that's allowed at this event in particular, per what the document says. Yes. Now, Empire, I think, is possible. You take Inquisitors, take the new Vader box, you're good to go. Rebels is the one where I am a bit more iffy on, especially because yeah. the Ewoks, right? Like, do you just bring two Ewok squads? I mean, technically, they all have the Ewok tag. Yeah, that's all Ewoks. But Leia doesn't have the Ewok tag. Right. Yeah. It's like how... Much are they getting behind tags? Yeah, I'm just very curious on this. But like you said, Amon, if I don't make the top cut, I'd happily hang out, do pickup games, or maybe play in this event, or just continue on my Force League path. That's correct. Your Force League path. Now, you can also play other games if you'd like. Cool thing about the Ewok stuff is they all have the keyword Endor. So perhaps maybe Endor could be the tag that unites everyone. And that could open up some other things as well. Because what if they open up some more end or stuff that launches a week before Adepticon starts, right? Man. <laughs> Exciting. I got the lore turning in my brain. Is, is Inferno Squad one day going to be Endor tagged? Because oh. they were a battalion on Endor. That's true. And they have been revealed. So that's quite exciting. Overall, though, Jesse, I'm very pumped about what Adepticon has in store for us. And yeah, this is what Adepticon has. Imagine Gen Con. Imagine Nova. Yep. Absolutely. No. Very well said. This is our first event of the year for Shatterpoint at this scale and this level. And I imagine the year is going to continue at this rate and we're going to cover it on this show and we're going to keep you informed on what you could do, but also what we're doing at these events. And I'm just looking to play games. I'm on. And what I gather from this document is that no matter what, if I wanted to get like five or six games in a day, I could. Absolutely. Playing games is the focus as always. It should be the most fun. Obviously there are different motivators for playing games, including glory and doing well. I think for myself, if I choose to end up playing on Saturday and Sunday, I want to be in the top eight. If I get knocked out in first round, that's okay. That's true. I'm in the top eight. I'm eighth. It'd be a big deal to make this top eight, I think. I think it would be. And I would love if Jesse, myself, Emperor Kevin, if we could have a strong hello there showing, I think we'd be very happy because three people being in the top eight is, is a bit over 30. It's around 35%. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. I think it's possible. I think the coolest part about this Amon is I'm already kind of brainstorming on what lists I'm playing for what events. Cause you know me, I, you know, variety is the spice of my life. And yeah, I might have a plan for this, for the premiere Saturday event. Right. But outside of that, I'm leaving myself open to anything and everything. Right. So maybe for this force league, I play separatists the whole time. Right. 
and then one of the other events, I play Ewoks. And then maybe in the primary event, I play one of my staples like Republic, right? There's many options open to me. As many models as I want to bring, I think I'm going to try to bring and do that very thing because, yeah, you could slam one list all weekend, I guess, if you wanted to, if it fit all these requirements, which I don't think that's possible. I think you're going to give, bring yourself some flexibility. But I think the fun of them presenting so many options to play games, if you bring a bunch of lists, you could probably play them all by the weekend in and learn a lot and have a lot of fun. And that's my number one goal. Outside of just hanging out and meeting everybody, because this is going to be one of our first events in the wild as hello there and meeting our community, which I'm really looking forward to. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jesse, I think this is a great summary of Adapticon. We're super excited to see what the year brings in. And we're going to tackle on what some of our goals are for the new years in terms right. of what we're trying to do with hello there, but also some of the things we'd like to see in 2024 from a Star Wars Shatterpoint perspective. And so, Jesse, let's start with some of the goodies we'd like to see. I'll go ahead and kick things off here. We can go back and forth, maybe share a couple ideas. For me, I would love to see more mission packs. I think Sabotage Showdown has been very refreshing for a lot of players. I know that there has been some criticism of it being similar, but I would say to those naysayers that you are wrong, and I will naysay you, because Sabotage Showdown shifting priorities are very different in terms of how they play out, some of their strengths, some of the turn zero elements, and it can really affect how well certain units perform. So ending 2024 with a mission pack three, four, five, you know, I won't be greedy. Let's just say two more and keep yeah. on pace. I think that would be amazing. And I'd love to see how those missions evolve, what unique interactions they bring. I think that's going to make this game so much more fun. I couldn't agree more. I think it's going to open up the game too in a lot of ways, competitively and casually, where it's just it's creating more ways to play the game, more variables, more things to overcome as a player, which I think is absolutely amazing. I've already just been enjoying the dichotomy that is shifting and sabotage. You know, I've been playing Mandos again lately, and that's a fun dichotomy to live in. See which one I'm good at. See which one I can adapt to better. So that's a fun place to be. So I, I totally agree with that point, and I think it's only going to open up the game more. I think the next thing I would like them on, which is, you know, preaching the choir, but also something that seems like AMG's doing this year, is this release schedule. Keep this release schedule up because every time a new box comes out, the game just widens so much, and especially now that we have two new factions in the game. I'd like to see them fully fleshed out and just have options for Rebels, Empire, Republic, CIS, Mandos, you know, Scoundrel. Sounds like we're getting that this coming year. Things like that. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm not wanting more. I just want AMG to stay on this path of like, if they do one to three boxes a month, I'm very happy, right? Because I think it's going to not only give us plenty to talk about here on Hello There <laughs> and plenty of fun lore topics and strategy topics, but additionally, creep keep creating variancy in the game, like variance in the game. Cause I mean, we don't even know what Ewoks are going to do to the game at this point. Right. And there's more months of the year <laughs> with more releases. So I think in following with what you said, more objectives, more models, just keep letting the game grow. Absolutely. Well said, Jesse, completely agree. Now let's talk about some characters that we'd like to see okay. in the upcoming year. Yeah. Now we have obviously a ton of spoilers that are official about what we going to see that is scheduled. And I think it's safe to say that we can assumption that most major characters will probably be hit, especially with some of the teases they've given us, kind of an idea of some of the characters that may be under their purview for the coming year. So what I'd like us to do is maybe pick some off-the-beaten-path characters that we would like to see that I think would be really fun, perhaps characters that 
aren't necessarily fighters who could maybe find a way to play in this game. Not necessarily fighters. Okay. Doesn't have to limit you. Yeah. yeah. Just an idea for some characters. Sure. For example, I'll start. Wedge Antilles. I do love me some Wedge. He's a pilot, right? Like he's great in X-Wing. He's great in space. How would Wedge play outside of his ship? Great questions. Yeah. Right. I love that type of space. That same thought immediately comes to mind is a primary character that's like a commander that's maybe not a heavy hitting primary, but they're like a super Kalani. So I immediately think of someone like Abra Akbar, right? Ooh. So it's like a primary that has a lot of support focus for their team, makes their team innately better. Let's think Lumi's flow of the force, right? But they don't actively do a ton on their turn in particular, but they do so much for your team at large. So I would think like a rebel commander, like an Admiral Akbar or something like that could be very fun through that lens. They did confirm that Thrawn's coming. So that's kind of why the gears are turning in my brain. That's possible because Thrawn is this brilliant military strategist, but he's mainly an admiral, right? Same with Akbar, right? But they've also both fought on the ground. That's a very, very good pick. I think trying to dig deeper into the brain I have here. Okay. I just recently, as some of you may know, watched Rebels before Ahsoka with my wife. I was trying to get her into it. And one of the trio of characters I found quite compelling and I'd like to learn more about is Old Man Rex with Wrecker and Wolf experiencing how they might play as older versions of clones. Maybe they can have some callbacks to some of the older tactics and abilities they used as clones, but just trying to see a new age version of them, maybe slower, smarter though, maybe more abilities, some of the cool things they do. I think that'd be a ton of fun. No, I completely agree because they could have the rebel tag, right? Or something, or maybe a different tag, right? They're not necessarily Republic bound because it's a different era. Great pick, Mon. Great pick. I think another pick I would have should shock none of the listeners because we've talked about on the show a lot and I will stay away from the Jedi and the white side. Give us more bounty hunters. I'm talking mm-hmm. primaries, secondaries, and supports. I'm not telling you exactly where to put every bounty hunter, but I love Bosk. He's one of my favorite bounty hunters of all time. So Bosk would be high on my list. Some of those bounty hunters we've seen in Empire Strikes Back or even some of the bounty hunters we see in Clone Wars that have not made it to the game yet, like Imbo and some of those other guys that are awesome in their own right, right? But not quite in the game yet. Because I really do think Amon when we're several years out from the beginning of the game's life cycle, I have a feeling, because I've played in other Star Wars games, the smugglers and bounty hunters always start small, but then they get wider over time and they feel like an own, their own fleshed out faction, though kind of separate from the factions at large with the other miniature games I've played over the years. And I like that to be the case with Shatterpoint one day. Like where you can splash bounty hunters in your list, like we're kind of doing now, or you could eventually run all bounty hunters, like I've talked about in the show ad nauseum at this point. But I think it'd be a really fun place to be, just with more of these non-military, non-force characters, right? That are on the outskirts of Star Wars that we love so much. One hundred percent. Now, my next pick is not necessarily a specific character, but something that might be a little divisive in terms of how you receive this. However, at the end of the day. Whatever your thoughts are, we now know what is canon in Star Wars. And what I would love to see is some High Republic characters. I think the High Republic is an amazing space. It's a playground where Disney can have a little bit more fun through LucasArts, create some original stories with some very cool concepts and ideas, maybe pull from Legends a little bit. But you have to remember, this is a period where we have a ton of Jedi with a little bit more autonomy, a little bit more or rather less strict code. And then you also have a ton of Sith. 
the Sith Empire is a very real thing. This is also goes to the Old Republic. I mean, we have some beautiful video game characters, Darth Malgus, Satil Shan, like all these beautiful characters that have rich story background, Nurevin, yeah, that are canon, right? That are characters that we can look into. Some and canon, some not. Yeah, it's always up in the air, but I totally know what you mean. Yeah, the essence right. of them is partially canon still. I mean, because they've already decided to go into video games. We're getting Inferno Squad. Yep. Video game characters. Why can't we get more video game characters, you know, from Swotor? That was more off the beaten path that I was expecting. I was expecting something like... Sequel trilogy? I think that will come in due time, and I think that'll be great. And when it does, just the sculpts alone, right? Some of these yeah. iconic characters. Love them or hate them. I think it'll be fun to get Kylo, Finn, Rey on the battlefield. I don't think there'll be anyone that'll be upset to see Kylo or Rey on the battlefield in this game to be honest, just because I could see the rule sets being really good for those characters, especially with these sculpts and the style, which we haven't really seen out of Kylo and Rey in particular. But no, I was not going to say a single trilogy. I would say something like more even off the beaten path, but maybe like you said, I don't know, uncomfortable for some people, but I would think like some of these groups of people in the galaxy that are not part of the major factions, but are major player in the movies, like the Wookiees, like the Gungans, like the Genosians, oh. right? Like you could have like a box that's just the Wookiee box. You could have a box that's the Gungan box. You could have a box that's the Geonosians box, which by the way, AMG is just did for Legion, right? So and the Geonosians would have the separatist tag, but they'd not be droids. Like there's there's cool things that's going cool. on there. I like that. I'd love to see Sebulba. <laughs> yeah, Sebulba and his pod racer. That's so funny. We were talking about that at game night the other night. We we're joking about him being in the game. No, I genuinely think the Wookiees and Gungans and Geonosians in particular could easily make it in this game be great the boxes make themselves you could have like captain tarpaul's jar jar and some gungan melee guys and then you could have some gungan range guys you know you could have boss nass there's a lot of things but of course with the wookies you got chewy's dad tarful chewy is a secondary some wookie warriors i mean that's super exciting and th those have worked in other games like legion and stuff so i think that could really work and i don't think it's really that unreasonable to say it might come to the game one day because they could have tags of factions that are in the game like the wookies or gungans could potentially have the republic tag right because they were part of the republic they just weren't clone army right true following in line more with your thought process i think it would be really cool to go back to that bounty hunter like black chrysanthemum yes yes now that disney's putting time and money into him too right so black chrysanthemum could be phenomenal um i still think daimyo daimyo fett with Finnick Sean could be Damio Fett. That just builds itself, right? Those well, you got Damio Fett, Fennec. Black Crusade could be a support. He could. He could. Like and that brother. would be cool for Wookiee stuff. But I think maybe those pig guards from Jabba's Palace, that would be sick. Rest or in the, peace, those guys. The new biker gang. Yeah, there's many options for sure. Uh, I just want Daimyo Boba Fett with those robes, the black. Daimyo Boba Fett would be sick. Yeah, maybe some Tuscan Raiders. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. Now, that seems we're off the beaten path and like Wookiees, Gungans, or Geonosians, but you know, I would never count it out. I would never count it out. And the Separatists could still get so many releases. This is something Amon and I have talked about off mic a lot. There's so many Separatists that are not in the game yet. So many droids, like the Droidica, which is my favorite droid of the Separatist army, or the Droid Commando. I said this to you the other day. I want Ponk Krell. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He yeah. would be Republic and Separatist Jedi. <laughs> spoilers yeah spoilers my bad well even if you haven't watched clone wars yet you'll i doubt you'll remember his name 
that scope would be incre- incredible, right? No, there's some really cool like separatist leaders that are off the beaten path like that. Riff Tamson, the shark commander who leads the attack on Mon Calamari against Kit Fisto and young Akbar. Mm. That guy rules. Admiral Trench is one of my all-time favorite characters in the Clone Wars. Admiral Trench could be perfect in this game. Really provide you a lot of strategic agency on the battlefield with your droids and stuff. So yeah, they've got options, Amon, for sure. And I don't even think these are too crazy of things we're saying. But notice we're just staying away from main characters because I just don't I don't have fear of that. <laughs> I just have no worries. Yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm just more interested in some of the deeper cuts. I think that's why I'm really excited because yeah. if you would have asked me if they were going to do princess or rather queen Amidala as a 14-year-old girl with her handmaidens in any Star Wars game in the first six months of its release. Good point. Let alone two years into the game, I'd say you're crazy. I said you're smoking too many death sticks. Yeah, Ewoks eight months in. Crazy. That's not normal for these games. These games do get Ewoks eventually, but it's usually after many, many years and time and stuff. So that's the way I open the door to these other creatures and and groups of the galaxy because, you know, AMG's presented to me that I can run a full Ewok list now with two boxes worth of Ewoks coming out very soon. So yeah, I got the gears turning. Absolutely. So this is fun. Absolutely. Well, let's move towards the tail end of the episode now and let's talk about what are some of our goals for Hello There in 2024. I feel like we've got a lot of goals this year, Amon. Yeah, I do too, actually. I think one of the goals we have is we want to get an episode out every week. Absolutely. I think we have tried and we kind of did that in our first, not full year yet. We're getting there. But in 2023, we did uh, do a good job. I think, you know, we had some travel and some holidays and some other things that I think we didn't really plan for. And so what I would love and something that Jesse and I have agreed on and aligned upon is whether it's a holiday or an emergency, like we just want to have episodes in the bank so we can just launch them out when we need to. And I think that's really exciting because I think if you've been with us since last March till now, we really appreciate that and we want to continue to have your support. And the best way that we can thank you is by getting that content out every Monday for 52 weeks. I'm down with it. Yeah, absolutely. And to our credit, I mean, some of the times we missed a primary episode week, there was a bonus episode. <laughs> Irony. Because, you know, the time had to be allocated through the ways we had, you know. And of Absolutely. Course, the time is outlining, researching, recording, and then editing, right? All which take time, especially the the back end the most. But yeah, we want to continue to get stuff out to you at this rate we've been doing at the production level that we produce and hopefully just continue to keep Shatterpoint in your life every week of the year and keep you enjoying the game as much as we are. Absolutely. I think the next point I'm on that should be obvious to you guys who've been following us on the show this far, but I mean, this is another reason why the Patreon exists to help us achieve things like this. This year, we want to try to travel to all the major Shatterpoint events that we can. And through the lens of creators and players, but but more importantly, cover these events for you on the show and just enjoy this first full year of the game together, right? And cover this stuff. And so many factors matter in that, right? So we're going to have to cherry pick the ones that make the most sense with our schedules and time, but also Adepticon is a prime example of one that we're going to make because we think it's really important to cover for you guys on the show and not only to meet all you there, but for us to learn about Shatterpoint this year, right? I think it's the first premiere event of the year and really important to be there. So I think another goal we have is trying to make as many of these type of events as we can within reasonable amount and share those with you guys. If you can't make it to the event, maybe we can cover the event and you can get some enjoyment out of it too. Absolutely. I think speaking of events, obviously we're going to try to hit all the big ones. LVO just not in the cards for multiple reasons, but we're going to keep going and 
I think another goal of ours is to start hosting events. Yes. And I think that's going to be super exciting to be able to have a platform in which we can say, hey, everyone travel into the city this year. We're going to have a 64-player event, whether it's at a brewery or a local game store. We're going to make sure that it's a competitive event and it's the spirit of it, but I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be well-run. It's going to be worth your dollar and your travels, and we're going to have a ton of ways in which we're going to interact, hang out, and just just build our community. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. This all comes to that singular thought, right, Amon, is we want to build up the community more this year, whether that's you guys listening or just the community at large, because it is a nebulous statement I'm making that I truly mean. Just make this game more enjoyable, more fun for all of us, more accessible to all of us, and share this love with this game we enjoy so much as it continues to grow alongside us. So yeah, all these kind of point to the same North Star, Amon, which is growing the game this year, right? And all these things kind of work in tandem. Us running our own event, going to some premiere events, posting our episodes, growing the Hello There Discord community, running the online leagues that we do. All these kind of point to the same place. And that's been our goal since the beginning is just growing this community and sharing our love of Star Wars. A thousand percent. And I think those are some goals that we're trying to shoot for this year. Obviously, I think Jesse and I are going to try to work on schedule some more hangouts as well. I think just getting together and recording some live action games and sharing those with you or our patrons or a combination thereof, I think is quite exciting. We also have goals. I mean, you know, our goal in 2023 was to create the best podcast we could create as a duo. And I think while we've achieved a lot, we still have more to go and we're excited to just push the limits and the boundaries of what we can do and just be the best podcast that we can be. And a podcast that celebrates Star Wars, particularly Star Wars Shatterpoint, but we also want to expand into more Star Wars content because I think yeah. that's where the true passion lies. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I think this year is going to be a great year for us to expand just what we are. Push comes to shove. We're always going to have the podcast. You're always going to be able to enjoy that. But then we're going to have other avenues to engage with the whole other community. As Amon mentioned, things like events, things like the Discord, things like our TTS leagues, and many more things to come. But I mean... It's all based on the foundation of you guys listening and enjoying the podcast. And that's something we don't continue to improve as well. As Amon said, that was our goal of last year. And it's always going to be our top goal, making the podcast as good as we can. Yeah. Continue to grow as creators. Continue to grow as creators. Absolutely. And I think that probably sums up without yes. revealing too much more. <laughs> we still must keep our secrets. Yeah. We got a lot in the works too. And hopefully it all comes to fruition. Right. And a lot of you guys are making that happen through your support, through Patreon and listening, but sometimes with events and stuff, stars don't align, but we're doing everything we can this year to, to make that happen. So the future is very bright, Amon. Absolutely. We're super excited for Shower with Shatterpoint for 2024 and beyond. We love this game. We love and support AMG. We love Star Wars, Lucasfilms, and we're super, super excited to just see how this game grows. And I must say, Jesse, I'm so glad that we did this upon reflection the last year. This mm. whole conversation started out at LVO 2023. And I think we had this idea and I just said, hey, it's actually, I don't know if we've ever recounted the story on the podcast, maybe in Candid Cantina, but yeah, uh, I think it was very clear and concise, the conversation we had. It was just an ever clear moment, you know? That's what it was. It felt like almost like we just attuned in this moment. Last time so, I saw my wife somewhere, that was it. It's just absolutely. insane. Sometimes you have a moment and you know that's a notable moment, but you don't know what it means till much later. Yeah. And that's what it was. Absolutely. Jesse and I had met previously at Lone Star Open and yeah, I think seven we, months prior. Seven months had, prior. We had good hangs in that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think we just vibed, and then yeah, of course, when I saw Jesse at LVO, unfortunately, we played each other first round. It was an X Men Mirror, and so restless sleep for him on that night. We did talk about this on the Candid Cantina. This is coming back a little bit, a little bit, yeah. So I don't know why they released pairings the day before. I, I do think not know why content either. creator maybe stuff, but yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and so I just think everyone was like, "Don't worry, we've avoided mirrors as much as we can." But there will be one. And I was like, as long as it's not me, sure. and as long as it's not against Jesse, because in my mind, at the time, I think Jesse was at the forefront of X-Men exploration and dominance. And as someone who had just kind of started playing MCP, I didn't want to kind of run into someone who had been maining them for so long, right? And so I think we played our game, ended up losing, which you know I think experience trumps everything, every moment. And there was some great plays made. So... I was a little bummed, but I think during that game, we just enjoyed the game itself. I don't think I made it easy for Jesse. He might be kind and say that I did or didn't, but <laughs> it was a good game. And, and we ended up grabbing some drinks later. And I just said, hey, you know, there's this new game coming out, Star Wars Shatterpoint. Jesse's like, yeah, I'm super familiar. And I was like, well, look, I've been wanting to maybe start a podcast on it. I know that yeah. I have podcasting experience. Just wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think it'd be a good fit for it? And I remember vividly, Jesse goes, you know, man." As much as I love Marvel, I love Star Wars exponentially more. Somewhere along mm, those lines. Something along those lines. This has been an idea I've been working on by myself. And I've been presenting different options and things. It was a moment because it was like, wait a second. You've had these thoughts. You've been working on the stuff by yourself. I've had these thoughts. been working on these things by myself. Talking about how there should be a space for high quality, positive content around this game. This seems to be a really great game. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad we both verbalized that. Because if that wouldn't have come up, we could have missed this window. I think so. I think that would have been something that would have been a tragedy, honestly, because I think Hello There's been a big part of my life in 2023, and I look forward to seeing how that grows and expands. But I think, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah, I think also that conversation, you found out that I'd done multiple Star Wars podcasts in the past for a decade, and you yeah. were like, okay, we need to accelerate this conversation. Yeah, and I think also because of that, I think initially when I had plans there were other people i had been in communication with hmm. that i was planning and obviously as individuals are both primary hosts on our other podcasts yeah it was a very it was a very seamless conversation like i just said hey you know you have done star wars before mm -hmm. i don't really care to be primary host in fact it might be refreshing to not be the primary host for once and i think due to the fact that i defer to jesse's knowledge of star wars in general it was just a very easy, like it was not even something we really spent more than a couple minutes on. It was like so seamless and crazy. We had some names and I think yeah. that's where we spent a little bit more time. Yeah. And maybe some of those will come up with these events in the future or something. Maybe. Yeah. We won't share the names because we might use those names for other things. But <laughs> that was the one part where I think we kind of had a bit of back and forth on. Mm -hmm. And then I think I just said, fine, let's do hello there. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense for a myriad of reasons. I think, of course. Yeah. I think Charles said that when you're on his very show on yeah. Rogue Sport. And I think but the reason being, my biggest reservation was that there was an old Star Wars podcast that no longer exists yeah. that had a very similar name. Not the same name, but similar. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want people to get confused, but Jesse was like, they won't. And I was but like, But also, right. Hello There is not, you know, owned by LFL. Some words are, you know, in these game systems and stuff. That's true. Yeah, there were three total front runners. We'll share one of them because we're never going to use this name. 
the other one we probably will because I just think it's such a good name is Roger Roger, which I still think would have been sure. a great name. Yes, but hello Definitely there. On the I short think, list was on the short list. Yeah, I can't remember if there were others outside of those those three big ones we had the three big ones we had we had more than three but yeah those the three in particular you're thinking of were definitely the front runners but hello there is so much synonymous of what we've become too which is like we're more than just shatterpoint too we're star wars content right like we are and we're a community right so the hello there community has been the greatest victory of this that we have that we can say that the hello there community and that you guys are this amazing community around us so very happy to be here we're not even a year in of the podcast but you're in from our inception of creating it. So it is an important moment to talk about. Yeah. This is how sure Jesse and I, that we wanted to work together. Not even two hours after the initial conversation, we were already creating a list of names. Yeah. While we were at a premiere event that we had to perform at the next day. Yeah. We were just casually, I remember sitting <laughs> at the bar and in the, in, near the casino slot machines. Your wife was there. Yeah. And she was super supportive. She's awesome. If you guys ever get the chance to meet her, she's a wonderful lady. And yeah, man, she was like, I love this for you guys. That was really fun too, to just have that, that was nice experience and with the approval of one spouse. And I knew that my soon-to-be wife at the time would have supportive, and she was. So hence why we're here. It's awesome. Well, let's pick up on more of this in the, the next Candid Cantina, because yeah, this is turning into a Candid Cantina, which is great. But this is all stuff we want to share with you guys. Yeah, because it's it's been a journey to get here, and we're going to continue to grow. And so to hear about our inception point and then our eventual launch in like the March, April timeline, it's been great. I'm on. And I'm really looking forward to in April, examining a year of the show. And then in June, July, examining a year of Shatterpoint. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And whether you're just stepping into Shatterpoint, just stepping into Hello There, or a seasoned veteran by this point, there's so much more out there. The force is just awakening. That's right. There's been an awakening. Well, we got to talk about the place you guys can find us online if you want to engage in those places. Of course, Hello There is supported by our wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash HelloTheirCast. You can get access to our private Discord there when you join a tier. You also get access to the leagues and the bonus episodes of the podcast. You can also find us online all at the same place at HelloTheirCast on X, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And you can email us at HelloTheirCast at gmail.com and leave us reviews on your podcast platform that you listen to us on. It really means a lot. Absolutely. We'd also like to thank Lowfield for the show's music. Jesse, where can everyone find you? You can find me online all the same place. It's just Jesse, J-S-S-E, and Aiken, E-A-K-I-N. That's Twitter, Instagram, Longshanks, Discord. And check out my show, Fury's Finest, about everything Marvel Christ Protocol in the Marvel Universe. It's a good time. Amon, where can everyone find you? In a similar vein, you can find me at Amon at most places. That's A-M-A-N, a man, but one word. Moving into the new year, we will no longer continue the same joke and we'll find a new one. Perfect. But if you're looking for me outside of Star Wars Shatterpoint, you can find me on my show, Path to Glory, the Warhammer Underworlds podcast that focuses on competitive gaming, player development, and community growth. Awesome. Well, we hope to see you guys at Adepticon. We hope this shed some light on Adepticon if you were on the fence or learning more about it. And we are also going to have a hello there hangout there in some capacity. And we're going to try to make that happen as well. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. While we may not have death sticks on hand, we're going to have some other, perhaps, Star Wars drinks. Well, if someone brings death sticks, I'm going to tell them, you want to go home and rethink your life. (laughs) (laughs) May the force be with you.
uncivilized. <laughs>